episode 147, Trauma and Acupuncture. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosquare, and today we're Dr. Sarah Alimi's perspective. Join 2017 and 18 Podcast Awards nominated host and best selling author on Amazon as we get a behind the curtain look at all types of doctor and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Thanks for tuning in again. I can't believe it's been this many episodes. So wild. Happy Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. You know, I'm a doctor, a chiropractor for that matter. So be moderate with your candy consumption, especially for your kids. <laughs> I think I know some friends that I think they, they take a lot of their kids' best candy and then just hide it for themselves. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. Anyway, um, like the last two weeks I mentioned, probably take a little hiatus until 2020 with the big move coming up. So uh, I want y'all to know my latest book will come out. The first book, which should be out in Thanksgiving, so late November, is not going to appeal to everyone, but it's something that I'm really good at, Chinese dinner. The book is going to be called Chinese Business Dinner Culture, Mistakes to Avoid and, and Critical Must-Dos to Gain Face, Impress Decision Makers, and Close More Deals. So this is going to be all about dinner etiquette for Chinese business people, in-laws, anyone that you're trying to impress and make a good, favorable impression. So if that title and that sentence or two sounds interesting to you, definitely want to pick up that book once it's released. Follow me on social media, sign up for an email, and you'll know when it comes out. And then at some point in 2020, I'm writing a relationship book for doctors. You know, I've always said on the show, a lot of doctors, they make a lot of money. Or maybe they don't. Maybe they're struggling. Either way, they get a divorce. And just being a doctor means, and a business owner means, you're going to have a higher rate of divorce. And that's horrible. You know, you're married to a person because you love them. You got kids, probably. You don't want to just see them on the weekend. So what I'm doing is just taking all the advice that I've gotten through all the episodes. And I'm going to compile them into a book with like different headings and how to take vacation, activities that you can do, ways that you can improve the relationships with your your significant others and it's going to be geared for doctors with our own unique struggles business ownership like the stress of the patient's issues taking good notes possible litigation all those different things that we have to deal with as doctors uh so it's a book written just for us so i do hope you will check that out if you're wondering man where can i get these two books he didn't give me a good link whether you go to a doctorsperspective.net or drjustintrosclair.com that's dr Again, on the same page, there's like a button that says uh, My Clinic. So you'll definitely find links there. Social media will have links, of course. If you sign up for any of the specific doctor specialty series that I've done, you'll be on the email list. So just keep your eyes peeled and eventually you will see the two books once they're released. All right, that's enough about those two books. Thank you for tuning in. Dr. Sarah is an acupuncturist. She's been out for... Two or three years, so right in the grip of trying to figure it all out as far as practice ownership, marketing, and we'll go over a couple of those things. Balancing, you know, marriage with overworking and trying to be accommodating to your patient's schedule, uh, still, be, still be able to take vacations. I will discuss her work with the veterans, uh, not directly with like the hospital, but with these retreats that they can go on to help with specific trauma. And we'll go over the details like. Of course, people come in for low back pain and headaches and those things, and that's what acupuncture helps for, and allergies. But how does the trauma part, how does the emotional stuff play into current treatment? Like if you get rid of the emotional trauma, does the back pain go away? So we'll have a conversation about all that. We'll go in a little more about allergies and what can acupuncture do in that realm. So it's a jam-packed episode. It was a fun one. 
All the show notes can be found at doctorsperspective.net slash 147. Let's go. Hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China in Northern Virginia, today on the show, we get to dive into acupuncture and trauma. It's a very interesting topic. We've had somebody do some emotional stuff before, so I'm really excited to see what all she can do for you. She graduated from Maryland University of Integrative Health. We actually get to call her a doctor, so it's exciting. Please welcome Dr. Sarah Elamy. Yes. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You betcha. We were joking about the doctor piece because if you didn't know, a lot of acupuncture, they get the degree and then their state doesn't allow them to call them that. So it's so fantastic that you can actually say such things. Exactly. So I'm happy yes. for you. Mm -hmm. Well, of all the things out there, acupuncture in America, herbs and oriental medicine is definitely something that we're like, wait, let me double yeah. take on that one. <laughs> so give us the background on how you chose that as your profession. So it was not my first choice. In fact, I didn't even know that being an acupuncturist could be a thing until I went to school for acupuncture. Um, I originally moved to Northern Virginia to pursue public policy. I was working in politics uh, for about a couple of years, getting my master's degree. When I realized I wasn't happy, um, I didn't quite know what it was, what it was I wasn't happy about. And then one day I went to a functional medicine doctor and he's like, we continue doing tests on you. But again, your body's not happy. You need to figure that out. Um, I remember I went and had an acupuncture session and I was like, you know what? This is something that I like. Why don't I just take a big old chance and do it? And, you know, seven years later, here I am. Oh, um, <laughs> it's weird how things happen like that. It's kind yeah, of yeah, a little switch, yeah. <laughs> a little different. I didn't even know what chiropractic really was until maybe senior year in high school and mm -hmm. i was like eh, you know, whatever and then through college he's like well this is starting to look a little bit more interesting uh maybe i could go that route but then at that point i didn't really know what acupuncture was until right years you know kind of years later you're like oh that's a thing oh that's in america what do you what, stab you with needles what's that for exactly exactly yeah i didn't i didn't understand that it was something until i i was offered the service and it's like oh okay yeah so let's just dive right in I think you have an interesting okay. uh, specialty, if you will. So guide us through, you know, you're going to school, you're probably learning all kinds of different conditions that you can treat and everything. So how do you fall into this and instead of something else and, and pursue it so hard? So you're right. Acupuncture, the way I learned it is part of traditional Chinese medicine, which is its own holistic side of medicine, right? So it's not just uh, specialization, we're not just looking at the heart or the gut or the lungs or the emotions. We're looking at all of it and how they work together. One of the reasons why trauma and I guess you could say um, emotional upset were so important to me is because it's something I went through myself. And it's something that when I moved to Northern Virginia, I saw a lot around me, both in terms of stress and um, like emotional abuse, but also there's a huge uh veteran and military personnel i guess community in my area oh. mm -hmm. okay and so being able to help them is something that i thought was important particularly because they don't always have the resources or um the types of therapies that some of us may have access to that's true mm -hmm. and like i said firsthand i saw um what dealing with past trauma uh, dealing with press emotions, how that can positively affect your body and help you move forward with other issues like chronic low back pain. It, it's amazing, right? How, how the head and the body are connected. 
yeah, and a lot of research is starting to show that connection and like, okay, what do you, how do you do with that? You know, do you need a psychologist to go with you when you're seeing, you're getting these treatments right. to, to make them both alleviate faster? Mm-hmm. So, and uh, sometimes you do, yeah. I was going to say, so is it like PTSD stuff or it could be anything from just uh, depression and anxiety and the stresses of military life as well? It can be the whole gamut. Yeah, so absolutely. It could be something, as some people might say, as simple as anxiety or stress, right? Um, just because we know that it does have um, repercussions long term, right? Chronic repercussions. Um, it can cause inflammation. And we know inflammation is the cause of a lot of long term health problems, you know, cardiovascular disease. Um, it's really good with anxiety and depression that can interfere with our sleep. It's really good with uh, someone who's maybe had emotional or physical abuse as well as someone who's, who's you know, who's gone or who's had PTSD or maybe someone who hasn't been overseas, but they've had uh, a challenging experience. I've seen very uh, effective results from dealing with all kinds. And I think that stress is something I treat for everyone, regardless of what they come in for. Right. So I mean, you deal with stress and it's amazing how things uh, are able to get better quicker. Well, because some people get headaches or shoulder pain or bad indigestion or diarrhea or like all these crazy other things. And you're like, yeah, once that gets better, things get better. Exactly. So, so usually when someone comes in to see me, we, no one says, oh, I have a mental issue or, oh, I have an emotional issue or, oh, I have PTSD or stress or anxiety. They may be like, yeah, I, I deal with stress. Um, usually they give me a physical ah. ticket. Like I have back pain, I have migraines or I, I just can't sleep. And it's like, okay, let's go into it. You know, I'll ask about that condition, but then I'm going to ask about their lifestyle. I'm going to ask about their social history, their health history. And that's kind of when I see, hmm, okay, there's a lot of, you know, stress going on. And there seems to be a lot of anxiety and maybe there's, you know, a start to this anxiety, like a particular event. And it's like, okay, well, let's address that. Right. Interesting. That's cool that I didn't realize that people were just coming in for, you know, mm-hmm. quote, normal musculoskeletal type of issues. And then it's just sort of transitions because... In reality, maybe I'm wrong, you know, I, I see it all the time over here, but they're kind of more musculoskeletal. I don't get to see a lot of the full body acupuncture theory and stuff. Right. So I'm assuming you could mm-hmm. probably needle the back and maybe into the gluter leg for, for back pain. But then mm-hmm. you might come up to the shoulder or the top of the head or somewhere's on the hand to address some of these other issues. And they're, the patient laying there may not even realize what you're doing. You're just like, yeah, hey, just trust me, it's acupuncture. I'm taking care of you. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to lie to them. You know, I'm going to tell them, I'm like, okay, so we have this back pain, right? Let's say someone has chronic back pain, but their entire life they've, they've suffered through abuse or they've just suffered through anxiety, right? They've never really dealt with it. So yeah, I want their symptoms to go away. I want their low back to feel better. And if I think that there could be a relationship or a causative factor from the anxiety, we want to treat that as well, right? That could potentially be the root cause. So you want to you want to treat the symptom, but you also want to treat the root cause. So yes, I might do local needling, so say the back, and I might also do some distal needling. That's going to kind of help to affect the uh, the brain, right? The parasympathetic nervous mm-hmm. system, and help to kind of re reshift or reset it. Okay. And at the same time, it's it's kind of like telling the patient, yeah, you know, these are the things that we can do to get better. We want to address the low back pain, but we also, you know, what else could be potentially causing it or aggravating it is usually how I explain it. Now, this is the part that I think acupuncture get rather complex and maybe why 50 people have been doing it for 50 years. They can give, they can put four points mm-hmm. and you're like, yes, yeah, we'll take care of all your issues. You're like, wait, what? Kind of setting it up. 
Do you have to separate, here's the back pain, maybe you have a distal one, then you have a separate protocol for anxiety, or when you look at all of the fire and wood and earth and all that, I'm not sure if you look at it in that aspect, if, that, if you know, there's different types of acupuncture. Yes. Are you able to like cross the channels and these are the points that I would pick to kind of cover everything at one time? How does that kind of play out when you're making a treatment plan? So it's, you're correct. So first of all, you're right. There are a lot of different styles of acupuncture. So for me, I'm trained in classical five element, right, which involves the, the different elements of nature. But I also apprenticed for a couple of years someone who's a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, which is much more Western medicine based and integrative. I have found that a combination of the two together is most effective for my patients. And be- because this is an individualized treatment, I will tweak it so that it best fits the patient. And I'll, you know, I'll continue to tweak the treatment based on what seems to be working and what doesn't seem to be working. But in terms of having protocols, yes, there are anxiety protocols. Yes, there are low back pain protocols. But I I look at what the underlying pattern is. We say the pattern of disharmony, what's going on in person that's maybe causing the symptom, and that's what I treat. So it's not I'm not I'm not separating into two separate protocols when I'm doing a whole body treatment. Um, the only time I might do a protocol is when I'm working in a community acupuncture setting, which I do that sometimes a year. Um, I'll go up to a veterans retreat center. I'll have a group of veterans and they're sitting in a circle and because I can only get to certain parts of them in a certain amount of time, then in that example, I do, you know, what's called, no, uh, excuse me, not a five point protocol. And I go around and I utilize five points in okay. each year. And are you private practice? Are you working in the VA or? So I am a private practice. However, I am working with a group called uh, Melwood Veterans Services and they um, run what's called Operation Tojito. Basically, uh, seven times a year, they take groups of veterans and they uh, take them out to Eastern Maryland to this big old country place. It's got high ropes Ooh. courses, low ropes courses. Um, it's got equine therapy and uh, it it helps to expose them to different types of therapy, like again, that they might not necessarily have access to through the VA or through TRICARE, and I offer acupuncture services to them. And uh, one of the great things is they don't know they're getting it until they meet me. <laughs> so. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, that way they don't have time to kind of overthink it or over-worry about it. Right. It doesn't really hurt. Like every now and then you might get a spot, you're like, ooh. But it, it's it's not as scary as people think. It's just they, they got to get over it in a sense. It, it's not. And it, it's scary because, yeah, it, and it seems like a bit like an oxymoron. Why am I going to have sharp needles to help induce relaxation, right? I get it. And it, it's something that you, it's like, try it and see what you feel like it. If you like it, fantastic. Keep going, right? If you don't like it, well, at least you can say you tried and there's no adverse side effects. And you're right. Uh, there are some points that are going to be more tender than others. Um, not just uh, in an anatomical structural sort of thing, right? And once they're in, there's, like I say, once they're in, there should be no stinging, zinging, burning, or that kind of thing. Or I did a bad job. In America, are you able, I've asked this before on past guests, but are you able to do like those really long three-inch needles into the glute or even into the suboccipitals? So I can, and I do what I feel comfortable with and where I've had my training. So I will absolutely take a three-inch needle to the glute or to the hip, right? Maybe even to like a hamstring or the quad, depending on what I'm trying to do. Usually with that, with the longer needles, we're trying to get deeper. Like we're trying to get to the nerve, right? Mm-hmm. Because someone has sciatic pain. Um, in terms of the back of the head, no, okay. I don't think it's necessary. I see some stuff here and I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, no, I... 
We want to make sure we do something that we are skilled and trained in, but we also want to make sure that the patient is 110% comfortable with what we're doing. And like I said, from my experience, when we're working with the head, the neck, we really don't need to go very far at all. It just depends on the person as well. Like, no. how they're, like you said, how are you trained? And then exactly. you're more comfortable with it. And you're like, I've seen it work so many times. So whoosh, buckle up. Yeah. Absolutely. And everyone's body's different. I mean, if someone's older or someone's skinnier, obviously I'm not going to use a three inch needle. <laughs> and so people so. know it, you're usually going not even a, the, as deep as a pinky nail. It's less than that. Way less than that. Yeah. Most of the needles I use are half inch needles. They're fine, filiform, stainless steel, and maybe I'll go about halfway. So a quarter of an inch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was going to switch gears just a little bit on you here. The uh, misconceptions about kind of what you do, especially when we're talking about like the trauma part, do you get a lot of scuffing? <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to work. I do. So, <laughs> and that's okay. I've, I, I don't take it personally. Like I said, I turned to acupuncture sort of as the last resort for myself. And I think about 90% of the patients who come to see me, see me as a last resort before surgery. So the fact that acupuncture is still not that widely accepted, that's okay. Um, However, I do notice when I go to certain populations or certain communities, there may be more or less openness. For example, when I go do the veterans retreats, sometimes they'll kind of laugh a little bit. They're not quite sure. They're like, "Mm, it seems a little hoodoo, (laughs) a little voodoo. (laughs) Um, And the only thing I ask is like, you know what? I'm not asking you to believe in it. I'm just simply asking you to try it out. Yeah, because when you stand up and your back's not hurting as much, you can be like, whoa, what was this? And I think, you know, so you, I don't, you know, I don't care if they believe that it was the acupuncture that helped, that, you know, there was just simply uh, a coincidence that maybe their pain went away. I said, you know, I don't care if you believe in the acupuncture or not, but I care that you feel better. And I want you to do whatever it is that's going to make you feel better. In your training, sorry, I think we have a little bit of a delay, so I'm cutting you off more than I would normally. I'm sorry. That's all right. In your training, did you learn anything about the herbs? And do you integrate that in your practice? Yes, I do. I will say that <laughs> um, a lot of, well, I don't say a lot. So majority of my patients are a little hesitant to do herbs just because in the United States, you know, they're not FDA regulated. Um, it tastes bad. Some patients, <laughs> yeah. So exactly, some patients, I know, I know. And some patients are concerned with the source, you know, where did I get them? What are they going to do? Are they going to, oh. you know, have an effect with with the prescription medications that they're already taking. But what I do is I say, you know what, this is what my treatment strategy is. This is our goal that we're working on together. Here are some things that I think could help. So we usually start with dietary therapy in addition to the needles. And then if that continues to work and they want to do more, or maybe it's not working and they want to do more, then I'm like, hmm, you know, herbal formulas can help. And what I like about herbal formulas is it's not just one herb, which has the... You know, that it's just one then you have the possibility of there being adverse reactions. But if it's multiple herbs at such small dosages, then there's it's less likely that there will be a negative side effect. And it's more likely that there will be a positive effect. And I think people try They're like, oh, OK, I get it. It's like taking maybe a vitamin or a supplement. Um, I definitely do not try to give them herbal tea just because that can be a tedious process as as much as that would be fantastic because that is the most concentrated form probably the most effective, you know, I want to simplify the process and the treatments as much as possible. And, you know, we're used to, it's 200 milligrams, it's 150 milligrams. We know it's standardized. Mm-hmm. You know, I was sick the other day. I mean, real sick. I I, I don't mm-hmm. know what happened. I mean, the yeah. chills, the fever, 
Oh, so I was like, my wife was like, oh, man, I, I need, I don't know, something. It's not going good. She's like, let's get you some some medicine. I was like, okay. And they come out the, the medicine store. And I'm like, what's this? She goes, it's herbs. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was just like a little packet. And it had like, I don't know, five to yep. eight herbs in it. And you mix it with water. Yeah. I felt like they had sugar in it because it was kind of sweet. Yeah. But anyway, it was, uh, you know, probably because we didn't grow up with it. I'm telling you, it works so mm-hmm. well. I woke up the next day. It does. Felt I didn't feel better, but I was like 60 to 70% better. And I just kept taking them a couple times a day. Anyway, it was just these little packets. And to them, that's just what they would use before antibiotics. And because all these herbs have antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal yes. properties mm-hmm. or whatever to knock it out naturally, I guess. Exactly. So yeah, in Chinese medicine, we're going to be like, okay, so this is going to help purge, or this is going to help to expel the pathogens. And in Western medicine, exactly. It's a, it's nature's antibiotic. It's antimicrobial. It's really great. I um, am pretty much a walking Chinese medicine pharmacy. I always have different uh, formulas in my car, in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> so at the first sign of like a sore throat, or maybe I can feel a little bit of allergy symptoms coming on, I, I just take some of the herbs. I'll take it for a few days and I'm good to go. How's the allergies in Virginia? I know where I'm at in the South, usually it is so bad that people are taking these injections once a week and all of this mm-hmm. stuff for years to try to help it out. I'm like, man, it seems like there should be another option as well. Right. So I actually am from Southern Virginia and I did not get allergies until I moved to Northern Virginia. Hmm. And I tried allergy injections for two years to no avail. And then I had, um, sinus surgery where they opened up my uh, sinus cavity come on still yeah still getting sinus infections things are still getting trapped so that again with insomnia i think allergies were one of the things that i originally went to acupuncture for and right now um kind of keep it at bay i'll take a herbal formula every now and then but i don't have to take it every day and only when it's really bad congestion which is maybe once a year well you know i do a little bit of acupuncture myself man that's some bad stuff but yeah anytime i get some kind of allergy thing i'm like i'm I'm dying. And I'm like, is this what people go yeah. through every day? <laughs> I know. And, it, and it's what's funny is that I have tons of patients who come up, come in sniffling or kind of you know, clearing their throat. Right. And I'm like, are you OK? Do you have a cold? They're like, no, it's just allergies. Just normal. I'm like, that's not normal. No. <laughs> like you, sh- you, don't, you shouldn't have to be clearing your throat every couple of minutes. Right. Like, let's let's help clear that up for you. Yeah. OK. You're kind of somewhat new in practice. At least that's what I would assume based on your degree. Yes. Okay. So maybe two years at the max. And mm-hmm. that means you're starting out. So I'd like to ask, it's kind of like the a double question. Okay. Someone who's kind of a little bit behind you, mm-hmm. any good advice for them? And what are some of the things that you were struggling with and maybe have gotten past now mm-hmm. or are still in the midst of as a young doctor? All right. So <laughs> let me think how I want And this could be business. Yeah. Okay. So what I was fortunate enough to do was I was fortunate enough to have an apprenticeship with two different colleagues while I was going through the master's and doctorate program. I would highly recommend that anyone in school um, seek out another practitioner who's been in practice for at least 10 years and is successful. So you learn both what they do in terms of the medicine, but also how they run their practice. Because I think one thing that um, my school didn't have at the time was we really didn't have uh, practice management. Nobody does. No, they're like, okay, here, write a business plan and then never look at it again, right? You know, how do we market as acupuncturists, right? We're not selling products online. We're, we're you know, a uh, brick and mortar business. We have to be here. 
And I think the fact that I was able to see how other successful practitioners practice and ran their business and some things they did well and some things they did not so well, I've been able to be further along in my own clinic than I would have thought. Does being a female help or hurt being an acupuncture? I think it helps. Just <laughs> That's a weird question, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes it's like, ah, hey. It's, it's a weird question and I don't, I, I don't want to say anything that's going to be, uh, you know, offensive or anything that's going to uh, ruffle some feathers. And I think that when people come to see an acupuncturist, a lot of times, well, a, originally a, a large percentage of my clients were older females. And so I think having a female practitioner who understands what they're going through, they found comfort in it, right? And I think a big part of acupuncture is not just the needles and how I put them, but also it's my demeanor, my bedside manner, um, my ability to empathize. And I think they feel comfortable around me, particularly if I'm needling certain areas, right? Like the abdomen, think about fertility patients or think about PTSD patients, right? They want someone that they feel safe and comfortable around. And then again, I know some people, you know, they look at me and they're like, I have this big pain. Can you handle it? I'm like, yes. Because I also do, you know, tween knot orthopedic massage. And it's like, I, try, I can get in there. Trust me. Yes, I'm a woman. And it's, it's no different. So I've had a, you know, woman series. I've had a, another series where it was almost like six out of the seven guests were all female doctors of some sort. And so it just kind of depends on, you know, it's just I'm hoping to get a guest. I think their group is called Chicks with MDs. You know, so it's just kind of like there's a whole mm -hmm. group of people where, you know, women sticking together saying, hey, you know, you could do this. You can do this. You're not going to have the mm -hmm. patriarchy holding you down as much in this field. Maybe go check it out, you know, for younger listeners or whatever. Right. right. Well, I also think where I'm practicing that is it's not it's not a hindrance at all. My what my gender is. Mm -hmm. I think. Although, you know, if you go to different cultures, you notice that that might uh, give you a different answer. We even here, they say uh, we have a, I don't know, it was a, maybe she was 27 or something, 26, real young mm -hmm. uh, Asian girl, a uh, Chinese girl. And she was like, yeah, it's a little tough for me because in that, their society, they kind of want the guy who's been around for 50 years. Doesn't have to necessarily be a guy, but you're right. not young. You're young. You're not old. So you don't know what you're doing. And so that they, they do have to overcome that. And usually it's like two seconds later, they're just like, fine. And just, there's no other option. <laughs> you get me or you get no one. So it's up to you. Exactly. It's just like acupuncture. Once they try it or once they get to know me a little bit, it's like, okay, got it. It doesn't really make a difference. Perfect. What are you doing for marketing? You have any one or two tips or things that are working? So, yeah. So I think marketing and advertising has probably been my biggest learning curve, again, because we really didn't have a lot to go on. Um, and I know a lot of professionals in my area, they don't do a lot of um, marketing or advertising. It's really just word of mouth. Um, and so that's something I started playing with. And I will say that print advertising can be a loss of money. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, it's not. I've, I've tried Facebook advertising. Um, that hasn't really worked. It's really about being findable on Google because most people, when they do acupuncture for the first yeah. time, they're going to do acupuncture near me, right? And so you want to be one of the first practitioners that pops up. And so that means having um, a good website. Uh, you want to make sure you have all of your search words in there. And then also make sure you want to have reviews. You need to get reviews. And I would recommend people doing Google reviews and not Yelp reviews. Because we are, you know, we are um, a healthcare practice, right? We're not a restaurant. We're not a beauty salon. And also with Yelp, um, you can really get all kinds of answers on there. And you can get blocked. 
perfectly fine reviews get exactly. blocked. They hold them hot. Well, we're not going to go down that road. I think we, you know, people who know know. So stick with Google and right, your own right. web page. Yes, yes. So I've seen that, but I've also done networking and a lot of. <laughs> So people like to joke that acupuncturists don't really come out of their their little hole, their little clinic. And so when when you introduce yourself at a networking event, they're like, oh, you're an acupuncturist. Great. And that's the best way to meet people. One-to-one. They get to know you. They see you're not crazy. They see you're not doing some kind of hocus pocus, right? Uh, there's real science behind what I studied. And it, it's fantastic. It's a good way. And I think marketing with other um professionals instead of just marketing amongst other acupuncturists is the best way to go. Definitely. Do you have a special group that you use for the, I do. I know people are going to roll their eyes, but I am in a, excuse me. I am in a B and I networking group um, over here in North Virginia. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. I went there not knowing at all what it was. I told them I did custom acupuncture. They're like, great. Stay with us. (laughs) And I, I love the group. It's really given me so much business already. I, I think I've probably tripled my investment already. Yeah, exactly. I, and it's, yeah, it's, it's getting me to get out the door and, and again, not stay in my clinic, right? Yeah. If you ever want some behind the scenes, we interviewed a Hazel Miller. I don't know what number she was, but she was the number one franchise owner in the world for seven years. Okay. Yeah. So audience... Mm-hmm. If you're interested in like the behind the scenes on BNI and some things like that, amazing episode uh, to to learn more about that. And I really encourage you to to look into it. Yes, it's a time investment every week, but yes. like she <laughs> said, it really pays its dividends. Especially as like a chiropractor, mm-hmm. you get one car accident that they refer, and all of a sudden you're making you know how it goes with car accidents. You just get paid your full price typically, and you get your money back real quickly. Exactly. And so, and the longer you are around, the more you more others know you and the more they get to trust you. And that's what they said. If you can build that trust um, and they start to come and they're more likely to refer others. And then we go back again to word of mouth. Right. And that's really how it works. Someone doesn't want, you know, particularly someone who's maybe afraid of needles or afraid of acupuncture being like a placebo. If they know someone who's had it and has had a success with it and they trust them as a professional, they're more likely to go through and try acupuncture. I'll tell you, I've, when I would go and, and get new members or just start a new group or something like that, whatever it is, you join a group, I always offer them, look, come in, experience an exam, experience an adjustment. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay anything. I just want you to know exactly what you're getting with me. Right. Not the guy you saw last year mm-hmm. or never been to one or the crook down the street. You need to know me, what I do. So when you refer, you'll be like, okay, there's no hocus pocus. There's no questions. It's, I know what you're going to get. I like this guy, gal go it just to me it made sense exactly i i completely concur um i tell all the members i was like don't give me you know a cold referral so to speak unless you've come to see me first even if you again even if you don't have a ticket just so you know what my process is how i work how i am in my office and you know what i do what like the different tools i have yeah makes such a difference it does again just as you know every practitioner is different so yep yep uh i worked with a guy who was part shaman or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was a definitely a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> this is in America. So that was definitely yeah. a different experience that, uh, than I would have expected to see in his room. Um, That's okay. I get asked. I uh, practice Reiki a lot. <laughs> so I think uh, a lot of people who've had acupuncture before, maybe in another state, I don't want to name a state. Uh, <laughs> some of those practitioners do uh, 
more energetic work, which I think is fantastic. And that's not what I do. Yeah, so. exactly. Clarification. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. We're going to switch gears completely. That way I can respect your time and everything like that. Okay. All right. You're your own boss. Yes. Vacation is difficult to take. You're kind of in that first two to three year situation where you just got to stick it out. But yes, mm-hmm. are you able to take vacation? Are you able to at least find a way to recharge? Okay. So this is interesting timing because I have decided that I am going to take a full week off at the end of October. I am scared that my business is going to suffer. And I know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, trying to encourage my patients to take time off, to refuel, to, to relax, right? Vamp, rejuvenate. And I need to do the same, right? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a burnt out practitioner. And I mean, so what's a week, right? I, you know, make sure that I'm available before and after. And um, yes, I'm not going to make money if I'm not in my office. Again, like I said, I'm the only practitioner. I don't sell products online. It just means I need to work hard when I'm here. Probably too late now, but are you doing like a Wednesday through a Tuesday? Are you doing Monday through Friday? So right now I'm doing Monday through Saturday. I am available when a patient needs me. So oh, I'm sorry, I'm in the vacation. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am. Well, I'm going to take that Saturday off to do a BNI networking event, actually. Hmm. And then I'm leaving that Sunday and coming back Friday. Okay. So you're doing the. And yes, but I'm also utilizing that time to do some renovations on my clinic. I'm actually at the point where I want to go ahead and get a third treatment room. And I also want to make, um, take down a wall to my lobby so that it's much more open. So if I want to do an open house or if I want to do a workshop, basically, so I have room to grow. That's awesome. That's gonna be great. Yeah. So it's like, why not do something that's going to help me expand my business while I'm also taking time off to relax? Yeah. And and that's why I was wondering because a lot of people I've talked to, they'll do a split week. That way they cram people in the first few days of the week and then they cram them in at the end of the week and they're like, I didn't really lose any patience. And I just sort of kind of pushed them just a few extra days than usual. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Well, I've done that before and I realized I'm still tired. Okay. <laughs> when I come back quote unquote vacation. I've done it before. I've come back and I worked on a Sunday, right? I opened my office on a Sunday and I was like, this isn't healthy. You know, my families are like, you need to take some time and prioritize your health. Just like you're telling your patients to prioritize their health and they should respect you for it. And if they do, they'll continue to see you as patients if they're getting something from you. And like I said, I hope they are. And if not, then why are they coming to see me? (laughs) So that's great insight. I'm glad to hear that. And that's, Makes a lot of sense. Any hobbies or fun things outside of work? So I do like to travel, which is, again, kind of a bit of a quandary since, um, again, right? You're your own boss. I think that's probably the one downside. And I think that once I get a few years under my belt, then I will be much more confident and feeling like I can take maybe two weeks off at a time. Maybe, you know, particularly if I expand or I have a massage therapist come on hand, because I really do think integrative health is the key to good health. But yeah, I just love to travel. I've been to maybe 30 some countries. I really would like to get to 100 different countries. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. I've been looking at uh, trips to um, Southeast Asia, but right now, two weeks minimum, right? 
to kind of really get the really get the taste. So again, maybe that's something in 2021 I'm hoping to do. It's not that far away. No, not far away at all. Like just just over here. <laughs> do y'all do fill in work? Like, could you find an acupuncture to acupuncturist to just fill in for like twice a week when you're on vacation? Potentially. So that's one of the great things about having established uh, relationships with established practitioners when I was in school. I have a colleague now. I still help her do her admin work and billing, right? And there are times when she goes out of town, I'll treat her patients. Sometimes I'll treat them at her clinic. Sometimes I'll treat them here. I get a certain percentage. I know if I were to ever go away or if I were to be out sick, that she would be able to see some of my patients as well. Yeah, I'm just kind of thinking like, yeah, some people have never explored that option because there's definitely drawbacks to it. But sometimes it's like, well, that's a great option for if you can find the right fit. It is great. And it is great. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's about trust, right? It's about uh, trusting them as a person as well as a professional, trusting about their skills and their education, right? And yes, you might have a patient who's like, hmm, I like, I like the way that they operate better. Okay, well, then you know what? I want what's best for the patient. And they might have a patient who's, hmm, you seem to have a different way of treating me that works better, and they might want to come see me. And it's just having this understanding. That's great. So you're married? Yes. How are <laughs> you able to keep the love alive and feel connected? So that's something I am currently working with or working on. I should say, um, again, as a new business owner, I think in general, regardless of you know what field you're in, Making time for your family or just making time for your significant other is something I never thought I would have to work on. It is something I'm finding myself now dealing with. Like, how do I make sure that I have time for them? Because like I told you right now, I'm at I'm at my office whenever a patient needs me, right? So I might not get home till 830 at night and I might be gone, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning. So that's like, what, a 14-hour day? Yeah, there's no way I do that. <laughs> <laughs> you could come in my hours. <laughs> And you know what? And I realized that, yes. And I, um, so I've made a promise. You know, I sat down with my my husband and it's like, okay, we realize I'm in a new business. I'm going to be busy. And I'm hoping, you know, here's, we have an end date of when I'm going to make sure that I have more time for him. And in the meantime, it's just, can we understand each other? And then can we make sure the time we do spend that we make the best of it? We do take short, like day and a half trips together. Um, we do that for certain because we, you know, we don't eat dinner together during the week. So during the weekend, we make sure we eat dinner. And I made a promise that when I get that third treatment room, I'm going to take Wednesdays off, and so I can run errands, and I will be home to have dinner <laughs> at least once a week with my husband. That's awesome. And, and yeah, and I think it's like I said, I think it's just kind of any new business owner. It, it's finding that balance, and I think. I don't know if you can always have perfect balance, but I think it's learning to kind of shift to what your focus is or your priority is at that moment. And right now he understands that getting my business up and running to where it's secure to where, you know, if I could, if I had to be out, say for a few months due to injury, then I could still sustain my business. I could still pay rent. And once I get there, then I would shift my attention more so to him. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it, you know, sometimes it's yeah. quick, sometimes yeah. it takes a longer than, and I know for me, it took a little longer than I expected. And, you know, even my wife, she starts doing uh, different sales and it's a lot of on the phone within China. There's, you know, WeChat and stuff. Oh, man. Yes, I knew that. <laughs> it took, I mean, she was on it all day at work and then she was on it at night and it was like, hey, hey, I'm over here. Can we have like some time yeah. together? I'm like, I'm not asking for a lot. 
So we definitely had to figure out, you know, how to how to turn it off. And because at nighttime, that's when everybody wants to talk to you. But during the day, you're trying to figure out what to exactly. post. So it was this whole thing. It just it just took a while, and we we made it through. And like you said, if you're on the same team, trying to get understanding and making commitments and things like that. That's a big. It goes a long way. Right. It's just it's just about like checking in, you know, frequently. Like, hey, is everything okay? Or you know, is what I'm doing fine? Are you still happy? Are you irritated? Like, for him, sometimes I'm like, who are you talking to? Like, who are you emailing? It's like eight a.m. Sunday. <laughs> it's like, oh, a patient. Like, but you're not in the office. Yeah. And so it's just okay. You're right. You know what? I'm not going to talk today, right? Unless it's a last minute, you know, cancellation for the next morning, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have some fun work. To, to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come on, like end said, of October. I, I, am a new I know, I know. I'm a new business owner and I'm navigating the ropes. And again, I'm excited for November. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, renovations will be complete. And again, just even having that kind of that third overflow room for now is just gives me a peace of mind that I do have the room to expand, but I can do so at my own pace. Because y'all take a while. You got to have somebody to hang out and. Yeah. You can't just have them in the hall. Yeah, we, we're not a – exactly. We're not a one and done. Um, <laughs> like I have a colleague – Five minutes. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I have a colleague. She and her husband own a chiropractic business up here with me, right? And they use the um, the pressure gun so they can see about 100 patients within four hours. I'm like I could see 100 patients in two weeks <laughs> if I'm really hustling. If I ever saw 100 patients in four hours, oh, my goodness. That's intense. Well, yeah, and I don't know. I think she might. They might need a rest a little bit more too. <laughs> yeah, because they do come see me sometimes, burnt out, and you know, with their shoulders and pain and exhausted. I'm like, yeah, you might want to think about <laughs> no doubt. the amount of influx. But it's just, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, because I mean, it's an individualized treatment. Every time someone comes in, I need to check in on them. Like, what's going on? What's changed? What's gotten better? What's gotten worse? And then you know, you've got to put the needles in. You need to let them sit, relax, and then you got to take the needles out, check in with them again. And then uh, some patients require additional therapy, like cupping or um, gua sha or maybe a few minutes of massage, right? Yeah, it takes forever. Yeah, and then if um, right now I'm the only employee <laughs> at my office, so I also have to check them out. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If you work eight hours a day, you're maxed at eight. Okay, now you're maxed at 16. Now you're, ma- you know, every room you can add, you know, more people. But there's always busy times. And so there's not a lot of people usually at three o'clock, but four or five o'clock, all of a sudden everybody wants to show up at the same time. And you're like, well, I only can fit three of you unless we want to curtain the room off. Right. I don't, I mean, and some people do that. Um, And that's just not the way I want to practice. Last question for you. It's been great so far. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Any favorite books, podcasts, et cetera, that you secretly love or just people have to check out? I mean... There are thousands. I'm trying to. Uh, so I think that if someone's interested in getting to know more about acupuncture, Chinese medicine, how it's kind of this holistic medicine and way of life. What is that book? I believe it's between uh, Heaven and Earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's some of these classic ones, right? Um, I mean, that's something I, I recommend to my patients to read a lot. Um, I also uh, recommend if they have a lot of butt is- issues or they want to lose weight, Healing with Whole Foods. That's a really good dietary therapy book. Um, in terms of podcasts, I believe there's one that's called um, Getting to the Point. 
that I like. Um, it's a smaller one, but it, it's, it's a group of acupuncturists. So it's always interesting to know what different acupuncture practitioners have to say about different uh, syndromes or um, conditions, that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, I, I'm always trying to read something different, something that I read recently. Um, yeah, and I don't, I wouldn't just recommend stopping at just acupuncture books, right? I, I, I like to expand it. It's kind of those when someone presents themselves with something, then you're like, oh, I got a couple of books that I can recommend at that point. So Exactly. So if someone needs some fertility, I would say, okay, well, do the infertility cure. It is the go-to book, right? It really depends on what their interest is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who are you voting for in 2020? No, I'm joking. Don't answer that. <laughs> no. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of spousal relationships. <laughs> Oh, y'all, y'all are on the opposite spectrum? I don't know sometimes. <laughs> so That's fun. That's fun. So how can mm-hmm. – <laughs> uh, I had to throw that in there being a, all the political craziness that's going on. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Actually, today as the recording is the 70th anniversary of the People's Republic of China's revolution. That is today. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. I, well, I, I would love to go to China one day. You should. There's even programs where you can just mm-hmm. go study for a little while. I know. I think um, – so back in the day, before my uh, school changed names, it was required that you go overseas and study for a while. Oh, that would have been cool. I know. I know. But they, they, they took away that requirement slash ability um, when I came to school. So I was a little bummed. But again, like I told you, I was able to apprentice uh, with – he was a neurologist in China, and now he's a practitioner of acupuncture – um, in the United States, I was able to be with him for about five years. And so all of the different, like the needling techniques, like, you know, where you can kind of put a needle and move it around like a saw under the skin, all these crazy things. Um, it's just like, okay, great. <laughs> I, got, I got a few little tricks up my sleeve, right? That I might not have learned uh, elsewhere. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what is a website? How can people get in touch with you, find you and all that jazz? All right, so they can Google Eastern Roots Wellness, or they can go to easternrootswellness.com. Um, they can type in my name, Dr. Sarah Alemi, A-L-E-M-I, A-L-C-E-A-C. Probably the quickest way to find me, because from there you'll get all my other information. Very good. Well, that is our wonderful podcast for today, and I really want to appreciate you and thank you for being on the show and sharing uh, your expertise and just the fun of getting to know somebody as well in the midst of growing their practice, the struggles, the successes, and knowing that we're not alone on our little islands. Correct. Exactly. Well, and thank you, I just want to say thank you again for allowing me to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, I, again, I always love to talk to people as well, particularly as you know, a, a growing uh, practitioner and uh businesswoman, right? It's always nice to see what other people have gone through and maybe it'll resonate uh, what I've said with somebody. Another great interview has ended. While you're on your phone, click that review button. Write up a nice review for me. Five stars if you could. As everyone says in the industry, it'll help other people to find us when we have enough rankings. Not to mention, I'll mention you and your review on an upcoming episode. If you follow me at all on Instagram, you know you only get one link. So I use a link tree. And so it's a doctorsperspective.net slash links with an S. And that's going to give you everything you need to know. The top episodes of 2017 and 2018, the podiatry series, dentist, acupuncture series, 
holiday 2017 financial series, how to write a review, how to support the show, like buying a cup of coffee, getting swag, like t-shirts, the Today's Choices Tomorrow's Health book, that's the blueprints for better health, exercise, picking food correctly, and financial. And then, of course, bundle packs, which can get you the no-needle acupuncture book for 40 common conditions, including the electric acupuncture pin, at a great deal. The resources page has some of the products that I like. It's uh, affiliate style, so if you buy something from them, I get a piece of that. Just like on the show notes pages, if you buy a book from clicking that link, I get a small piece of that as well. So I really appreciate that. Things like Screencast-O-Matic, Pure VPN, Missing Letter, JLab Speakers, ProLone Edge or Hawk Grips. Uh, once again, if you do need any coaching on how to improve some of your blood work, drop weight, and the ProLone Diet, Fast Mimicking Diet, five-day plan, let me know as well as if you just need some coaching, whether it's health, whether it's marketing, whether you need some practice growth, etc. Reach out. Facebook, Justin Trosclair, MCC. Of course, at a doctorsperspective.net on the top right, you got all the social media icons that you can imagine. Click your favorite and reach out. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please tell a friend, pass it along. You can go to .net slash listen. It's just that easy. It'll open up right in your app. And don't forget, I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and integrate. See you on the mini-sodes on Thursdays and Saturdays. Hope you're enjoying those. I'm definitely having fun summarizing these podcasts in less than 10 minutes for you. You get the nuggets without having to waste your time. Have a great week. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.